2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, the Bible says, Casting out imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. It's interesting because we kind of bypass this part when we read this scripture, the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Um, I want to talk to you about smashing Satan's strongholds this evening. Um, obviously, this is not a real wall. It's, you know, uh, Mr. Rick Coey did a good job painting the wall, but uh, we use this for different props and things like that. We haven't used it in a while. I thought it would be interesting to set it up here, and um, that for the idea is how Satan is using walls in our life. Um, that's what a stronghold is. Historically, um, a, a stronghold is a place dominated, dominated by a particular group of people. It's, it's a group of people that are overtaking uh, a structure, a building, a castle, and, uh, or they've created something to keep people out. Um, it's become a superior wall uh, that stands in a, a vantage point. It's very crucial when war is taking place. But spiritually speaking, uh, a stronghold is that which is firm. It's a, flesh, a fleshly fortress that Satan has set up in our lives. It's a, it's a carnal castle that is set up with the bricks of the mortar that we've given him through our, our sinful behaviors. And he uses those things against us. He literally dominates us and controls us by that vantage point he has by establishing this sinful fortress of, uh, of, uh, over us as Christians. Let me say, if there's ever been such a time where we're seeing people they're constantly running to pills and different antidotes, if you would, to supply their need. It's now. I, I was talking to a family member, and she was telling me, she said, I take, a, I take a pill to go to sleep. I take a pill to get up. I take a pill to keep my nerves calm. I take, and she named off like four pills. I feel like that's where we are. That's, that, we, we, do you remember, and I'm not that old, I'm only 38, I guess that's kind of getting old now, but do you, rem- do you remember when we used to go to the gas station and you would never see a monster drink? Nobody ever heard of energy drinks. It just didn't exist. The best energy drink we had is Mountain Dew, okay? And it wasn't these hyped up Mountain Dews. Things have just really changed. People are desperate for comfort People are being dominated by the enemy. And you say, so you, let me get this straight. So because I drink coffee or I drink an energy drink or maybe I have to take a pill to go to sleep, you know. Maybe I'm taking Tylenol PM and so on and so forth, whatever. Are you saying I'm out of the will of God? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's a desperate need for some strongholds to be tore down in our lives that we feel like uh, are controlling us, and in reality, we're leaning on all these different sources and thinking that's the answer. And I feel like these strongholds in our life are causing these depressions, these overwhelming circumstances. And, um, and I, I think if we can get to the point where we can tear down these walls, these strongholds, we're going to see less stress. Are you following me? We're going to see an ability to fall asleep after talking to our Heavenly Father we're going to see the ability to go through a day uh, actually excited to see the sun in the morning. I, I just feel like that we are going through some of the things we're experiencing because we have some strongholds, 
some fleshly castles that Satan has set up to keep us from being victorious. Is everybody on the same page with me? All right. Some of you are just barely hanging in there. So follow me, okay? There's a conflict every day, every day of our life between two kingdoms, a spiritual kingdom and a fleshly kingdom. And there's a battle raging in our lives every single day. Some of you are experiencing a battle called depression. When you get up in the morning, you're thinking, why? Why do I have to get up and face another day? Some of you are dealing with, with just, just anger and bitterness. And that battle's raging. And the enemy, the foe, is, is going at you nonstop. And the whole purpose, the whole goal of the battle is to create strongholds in your mind, in your life. Now, we have some things that are in the way before they can get to that point. The enemy has some things in the way. For instance, we're going to talk about some different areas that the enemy wants to dominate. And we've set up some standards, some structures, some biblical principles in our life to keep the enemy out. But they want to bust through those different things to ultimately get to the mind. And if they can dominate the mind, they'll set up their fortress in your mind. And then that's when you have all these evil thoughts that come to mind. You no longer have the mind of Christ, but you have the mind of the world. And you start thinking like the world. And you're easily persuaded by the world. You following me? You lose peace and you lose sleep and you lose comfort. And, and you're irritable. You're frustrated. Your dog no longer, longer likes you because you kick him all the time. Something's changed. You kick your kids too. Something's going on and it's not right. So what is causing this? Well, strongholds are resulted from something that's uh, invisible in the spiritual realm. Cooperating with something that's visible in the physical realm. Let me give you an, let me explain it this way. Alcohol, drugs, pornography, even social media could be in, in, involved in this. Money. So we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Remember, the Bible explains that it's, it's principalities. It's, it's a spiritual warfare. And that spiritual warfare could not be seen by the human eye. And that spiritual warfare is using the things that are around us to affect us, to break down the gates that we've put in place to protect our minds, the biblical principles we put in place. And when it gets past so, when it gets so far, it gets to the mind and starts corrupting us. And we start thinking, I've got to have that drug. I've got to have the alcohol. I've got to have that pornography. I've got to have this. And it becomes a fortress. It becomes a stronghold. And Satan has become dominant. So, can a, can a stronghold be defeated? Can it be tore down? Can, can you have a victorious Christian life? Well, let's start off by examining biblical reason that strongholds get in a Christian's life. I, wanna, I want you to really understand this. this is so simple. I couldn't make things any more simple because I am very simple and I don't need any amens on that. I'm a very simple guy. So I'm going to explain it like this. Imagine a battlefield and in the battlefield, there's these gates set up. You could call them foxholes or whatever you want to call them. And they're there and you have guards, soldiers, people fighting to protect from the enemy so the enemy can't get any further in because the enemy is aiming to get to the mind. And as he journeys through there, he's fighting to get through some different areas of your life to eventually dominate and set up a stronghold so he can control you. For instance, one of those areas um, 
is the eye gate. Why do strongholds get in a Christian's life? First of all, because the eye gate is left unguarded. You say, that is so simplistic. It is. Listen to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. In other words, watch out for the man that's got his eyes looking and focusing on the wrong thing. He's got things really messed up. Now, this has taken place in the Old Testament. The flesh was just as weak in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament. But what we're seeing here is there is a problem with the vision of the people. They're not focused correctly. Uh, the human eye, and let me, I'm going to use this camera as an illustration. This is Brianna's camera. It's very, very precious to her, very sensitive. She uses different lenses to focus in different ways. She's a photographer. They know what they need. And every time she takes, it's not a pol- Polaroid. Remember the Polaroids? We still, I think you still can get those. And it, and it develops the picture right then. Remember, with the, remember the day you used to have to take your film up and get it developed and you're so anxious and it's like three days later, you're like, yes! And then you find out that they have like a line through it or it's blurry and something. Remember those days? Well, those days are over. I mean, you still deal with some things, but now you've got this wonderful tool like your iPhone. Hmm, that's nice. You know, and you have the ability to record with your phone or record uh, or take pictures. It's incredible. Same with this camera. It can take pictures. It can video. But as soon as I touch that trigger there, as soon as I, as soon as I take that picture, it's automatically going to store it inside of the camera in an SD card. It's, it's recording it. It's storing it. It's like the eyes of a human. Everywhere we go, everything we experience, everything we turn on on the TV, everything we do in public and the things we see is affecting us and it comes through the eye gate. And when the eye gate processes it, it's like going to that, it's like going to that SD card. It's storing it. And that's how the enemy slowly makes his way to the mind. He may not get through all of these, if you want to call them foxholes and gates and, 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 and things set up that we're protecting ourselves. But he's slowly sending these spies in to put little plugs in where your mind is. And eventually he's going to get there. And all of us have this ability to protect the eye gate. But eventually the devil finds ways, the, the further we get in close to, the further we go through life and the closer we get to the coming in of Christ, he's finding different avenues to tear down the Christian's life. The Bible commands us to flee uh, from those that want to invade the eye gate to captivate us. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 24. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of the evil man. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. Let me say, let me say this. The devil is anxious to start taking these different bricks of sin and establish this stronghold in your life. But he has to get through some obstacles before he can dominate your mind. And one of those obstacles is the simplest thing called the eye. He wants to get in your home. He wants to get in your life. And now it's become so simple because now we carry it with us, our phones. And he wants to trigger some things in your life to frustrate you, to aggravate you, to make you wonder when you get on Facebook, did somebody give me thumbs up? Did somebody like this? How many people have seen this? 
We want to be accepted. We're looking to be accepted. And we're processing these things. If you don't start protecting the eye gate, eventually he's going to motivate you to give up, let your guard down, and he's going to get past that first wall of defense and closer to the mind. Guarding the eye gate requires avoidance. Psalms chapter 101 and verse 3 says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. You say, that's so simple. Let me tell you something. You are responsible for setting up this, 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 uh, this gate, if you would, this protection, not just in your life, but if you have children or grandchildren, it is your job, it is your ju- uh, duty to establish those things because they're too young to do so. That's why there's restrictions in life, right? Even the world has enough common sense to put restrictions for children. But I'm afraid that we are tearing down those restrictions as believers and allowing things to enter into our children's life that are eventually going to create strongholds when they dominate the mind of our children. And it starts with the eye gate. It starts with the things we're introducing our children to that are in our homes. It's those 250 channels that are available and half of them you don't even know what they are. And the other half are in another language. The point is, is they're slowly creeping in, the enemy And he's creeping in through the simplest things called the eye gate. And eventually, he's going to break that down if you don't guard that. If you're a father, you're a mother, and you're protecting those areas. Are you all following me? I know this is so simple. I want to tell you something. I am fearful what the future holds. Not because I don't trust Christ, because I don't trust the devil. And he is so conniving and evil. And he wants to dominate my mind. And one of the ways he's doing it is trying to break down this first wall of protection, this gate I've established called the gate to protect me against uh, the, the devil when he wants to enter in into the eye gate. Let me tell you something else. It's very simple, okay? We've got to protect the eye gate, but also we have to protect the ear gate. If the ear gate is left unguarded, then it's another avenue for Satan to enter in. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 4 says, A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a haughty tongue. The human ear is a recorder. It's recording everything it's around. If you don't know that, look at your children, and you'll experience it real quick, your grandchildren, because they're listening. And as they get older, they listen more. And you don't even realize they're listening until they repeat what you said, or they repeat it to somebody you don't want them to repeat it to. Y'all follow me? Do you remember the old cassette players? Remember this? Wasn't this great? Back in the day, they think they have it on us, right? They got their iPhones, the MP3 players. This is it, baby. This is where it's at right here. Come on. It takes a little while, but it'll get there. opens up. (laughs) They don't have this. I remember when my kids first saw this. They said, Daddy, what is that? Like it was from outer space. I'm like, this is the greatest thing since peanut butter. I mean, this is incredible. It takes a little time. You know when you finally found that song you like? And you have to fast forward or rewind, and you're like, where is it? It's like finding Waldo. I know you're in there. Or when you were really little, we thought it was great just to take this little thing, stick it in this machine, and press record, and listen to our voices over and over again. That was the greatest thing in the world. Now they got Xbox. Come on. Who needs that? You got this, baby. Ellie, I'm going to teach you. I remember when I first got my cassette, my first cassette, and it was because uh, uh, Gold City, the Southern Gospel Group, I heard them. I was like, oh, I love this group. And I bought all their cassettes. That's a lot of hauling things around. I mean, it's a whole tray full of them. I lived in Alabama, and I'm like, man, yeah. 
I had my car, and I put them in the back window. I'm like, sweet, got my box full of cassettes. I'm ready. The only time it was a bummer is, is when you heard this strange sound, and you're like, no, don't eat it, please, whatever. you. Do. And then you pull it out, and it just keeps on stringing like spaghetti, and you're like, it's okay. This might be three, three hours, but I'll get you back in there. And then you got that little kink, and nobody can explain how that kinked like that, and you're like, it's just going to be a little glitch. When I get to that certain part, I'll just hear it go, bloop. And then we're going to be all right. And then if it snaps, you're over. I mean, you can't glue it. I've tried. It's over. But I had my Gold City collection in the window. Alabama, mind you, in the middle of summer. And I come out, get ready to pop it in my cassette player, and it's bent. Like, how is this? What evil has taken place? It's because the sun shined down. It was like 105 degrees in my car. and, And it just melted everything. Everything was melted. I lost all the recordings, all my cassettes. It was gone. But I'm going to tell you something. The mind of a child is much different than a cassette tape. The mind of a human, young or old, will record what it hears and it will store it away. And the sun is not going to melt it away. It's not going to dry rot and fall apart. When you're 90 years old, you're still going to remember some of those things that happened to you when you were young. And the devil will play on those things and use those things. I can't tell you how many times, Pastor Tony, myself, uh, some of the other pastors have sat down with people that are going through something in their life right now at age 55, 65. That happened when they were five, six, seven, eight years old because they can never get it out of their heads. And the devil kicked down that, that, that wall uh, and, and he's made his way through. He's made his way maybe through the ear gate and the eye gate. And now he's getting close to the mind and then he starts putting the bricks in place and then he dominates the mind. He controls the mind and next thing you know, you're captive to the enemy. And it all started with just simple things like the ear gate, the eye gate. Words that create strongholds through the ear gate, starts so simple. Inappropriate language in movies that we watch. It could be negative lyrics in the music we listen to. Lewdness in the conversations we have. It can even be as simple as social media and the things that we see. See, nowadays we don't really use words as much as we use text. You follow me? You ever heard somebody say, you were screaming at me. It's like, I didn't even talk to you. All caps. All caps. That's screaming. This is the world we live in. Yeah. They don't even know how to communicate anymore. Amen. This is where we're at. And what's happening is, is we have allowed simple things to become natural things. I can't believe how many people I've been around that it's so natural just to use profanity. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I just don't see Jesus hanging out with the disciples and, you know, he's out there fishing and he gets his finger caught up on a net and he uses a profanity. I just don't see that happening. I don't see being culturally relevant to reach the world that we live in, in America, and knowing that even in the world's eyes it's a negative thing and we still use that language. How are we going to be the light of the world? But I'm going to tell you something. That language, that that, that thing that's coming out of your mouth that you think is so natural and normal because everybody's doing your kids are listening, your grandkids are listening, the people around you are listening, the people you're working with are listening to those things. And the Bible makes it very clear. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. These are the things that are so natural today because of the media is filling our minds with negative thoughts and ideas and we're just accepting it. 
That's why we get all worried and we have to take that pill for our depression because we're hearing all these negative things and storing it away. And the devil's like, that's my way of slowly getting to your brain to set up a fortress, to set up a stronghold that I'll eventually build up the walls and dominate you till you, till you get to the point that you can't even process from day to day. It's just one little thing, one little obstacle in my way. Did you see that in the newspaper today? Can you believe that's going on with Donald Trump? Can you believe this is taking place overseas? Can you believe this is taking place with our military? And on and on and on. We get fearful. Next thing you know, we're pulling up in the driveway with our minivan full of canned goods. We got shotguns hanging off our back. I know, I've been there. I've thought about it. Just didn't have the money to do it. And you're just, just you know, your wife's in the backyard digging a bunker. And you're just like, man, man, this whole world's coming in. And let me tell you something. It's because what we're allowing ourselves to see and feeding our minds with and our ears with and eventually it's getting to the mind because the whole purpose of the devil is to get past those small areas to dominate your way of thinking. Is this, I hope some of you are following me and some of you are not. Some of you are just falling asleep. But I just need you to hang on, okay? Just hang in there like a hair in a biscuit just for a little bit longer, y'all. Okay, here we go. So listen to this. If you do not understand these simple areas, you'll never understand the importance of this. Because when the devil finally gets through these areas and he starts setting the mortar in place and the blocks in place and he creates the stronghold at the mind, things get real hard real fast. This is why teenagers will struggle with cutting. This is why boys will struggle with porn. This is why dads will struggle with their attitude and moms struggle with their depression and anger. This is why families fall apart. Because it started with the little things. It started with the small things that finally got to the big thing called the mind. And then the fortress, the stronghold, was set in place. The ear gate, the eye gate. We can guard these things to protect ourselves. One of the guarding, one way we can guard ourselves is just as Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24 says put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips, put far from thee. You've got to teach your kids to run from it. It's funny how we establish in our home, when you go to school, you make right friends. If they kind of talk like this, you get away from them. And then they come home, and then you're like, you guys ready for movie night? And you didn't even jump online to find out what's in your movie. You just go, it's rated PG. That's okay. You're, you're, you're 12, 13. It's going to be okay. We just, we just allow that stuff to go through the ear gate. But man, nobody's going to come in this home and use that language. But if it's on that TV, we're good to go. Because he's a movie star. And that's acceptable. I know. I get that way too. Y'all follow me? But that ear gate needs to be protected. And eventually you're going to wonder why your seven-year-old is using things and words. And you're going, what's going on? You say, we don't talk that way. No, but you've allowed things to talk that way in my own home. There's some wonderful tools out there. If you've got a pen, write them down. You ready? Nobody's got a pen. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are half asleep. You're motivated. There's things like um, Plugged In. It's a wonderful website. Plugged In. Screenit.com. It's another great website. Some of you are like, I don't even watch movies. I go home, I pray, and I meditate. And when around 10 o'clock, I fast through the whole night. Not one bite. Listen, wake up. You have a TV. Don't lie. You probably have, some of you have HBO and all these other things. You need to find out what you need to cut out because these are the little areas 
that are getting to the big area. You follow me? So screenit.com, it's a way to find out what you're about to watch with your family. So you're not like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Back in the day, we had VCRs. Remember those? They're like big cassette tapes. My mom would be like, we didn't have any technology to know what's in movies back then. Just It said PG or PG-13 or R, and R was horrible, you know. And then mom would be like, all right, fast forward. Mom, it just, the dirty scene's just in fast motion now. It's not helping anything. I don't know where, you remember that? It's all right, kids, it's almost over. This, it's just like, it's like Speedy Gonzalez across the screen. This is not... I'm still seeing it. I see it. It's just really going faster. You remember that? I know. Some of you are so hyper-spiritual. You're like, that never happens. We just shut off the TV and hear what's going on. And my kids have never been the same. The ear gate. It's truth. Screenit.com is a wonderful resource to look and say, what is in this what is in this movie? Plugged in, a great resource. What is in this before I allow the eye gate and the ear gate to be invaded by the enemy that's trying to get to my mind to set up a stronghold to defeat my children? Because when your kids are 17, 18, 19 years old and they're in depression and they hate life and they want to kill themselves, something is wrong. Something went desperately wrong. If you're 65 years old and you're not enjoying that time of your life where you're finally there and you say, I'm retired, yay, I I can just relax, and you're just sitting at home moping and hating life, something is scary going on. Y'all follow me? Well, I got no friends. Usually that's because you're not friendly. Make some friends. Quit moping. You know, there's the ones that do the selfies, like, (laughs) and then they put it on Facebook, like, look at me, feel sorry for me. It's a bad day. We're all having a bad day. I lost my hair when I was 16. That's a bad day. Don't tell me about your bad day. Let's get to the mind gate. The, the Bible is very clear, the sensitivity of the mind. The Marine Corps has a motto, the warrior's most powerful weapon is the mind. You have to understand The most devastating gate to fall in a Christian's life is the mind gate. Because whoever controls the mind controls you. Whoever controls your children's mentality controls your children. Uh, This victory that the enemy seeks to have is because they know that they can start building a stronghold of addiction in your children's life and in your life and your spouse's life if they can get to the mind. It's when you question everything. So they broke through this, and they broke through that, and they're finally there, and the devil looks at his imps, and he says, now we can really get to work. Because when we start building this stronghold, they'll question even if God exists. If we can build a stronghold here, boys, they'll question if mom and dad are off their rocker and some fanatic weirdos. We can really get to work here. They'll question everything. When they're going through a hard time, they're going to question God if he exists. This is where it all starts. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16, when you get saved, Satan or his demons cannot dominate or control your body by entering in it. But they can influence you. That's called oppression. 
they can really hit you hard. And oppression leads to depression. And eventually, you're just going to be so dominated, and you'll have to stop and realize something went wrong. You've heard so much negativity, you've stored it up. And by the way, negative people produce negative people. Understand? You want to you thrive in a ministry? Well, stay away from the negative people in that ministry and eventually get them out of that ministry. You follow me? You want to thrive and do well? Stay away from the things that are always tearing you down and making you depressed. Anywhere you go in your mind, you will eventually, eventually in your life, go as well. You let your mind get carried away with that fantasy, eventually you'll get carried away with your life with that fantasy. You'll try to fulfill it. You let your mind soak in bitterness and anger, eventually you'll express that bitterness and anger to that person you hate most. It'll come out. This is really a heart issue. But this is all signs that the gates of the mind have been broken down. Guarding the mind requires focus. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. The Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's out to destroy and devour anything in his path. And he wants to get a hold of those that are not focused. They already, he already knows the eye gate, the ear gate, those, those, those walls of defense have been torn down. He's been slowly entering into the mine and planting seeds and building up his fortress. And now he has a stronghold. And because of that, because that Christian was never focused, they have a stronghold in their life. All right. That's all negative, right? We see how it happens. Now I want to end with this, okay? Are you listening? I'll go real fast. Then you could go to Culver's or Burger King and do whatever you need to do, and it would be good for the night, okay? <clears throat> How do we smash Satan's strongholds? Remember the verse, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, okay? And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The Bible makes it very clear and tells us how to destroy these things, all right? I'm doing some of this now. I got a New Year's resolution. Some of you guys are like, all I have to do is have a positive mind and I'll be a-okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. It'll last probably a week. You know, you may, I've done that. Eric Capace, you know, the most positive guy. He spoke here. You remember, how many remember Eric Capace? Remember Eric? He's like, man, it's so good to be here. We're so glad. God is good. I'm good because God's good. I, 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 I have no legs and I'm still happy. I'm, you know, that's the way he is. He has legs, by the way. He just, if he had no legs, that's what he would say. He's always happy. He's just the most energetic man in the world. So I thought I'm going to be like Eric for one day. One day. I will be like Eric. So I come into the office. The ladies don't even remember this. It was a couple of years ago. And I'm like, hey, how are you doing? It's good to see you. And I'm thinking, I really don't care. Not, not Gene. I wasn't saying that against Gene. <laughs> Maybe Irene, but not, no, I'm just kidding, Irene. I don't know who I was talking to. It's just an example. Just calm down, ladies. So I come in and I'm like, how, how are you doing? It's probably Pastor Tony. How are you doing, man? I love you so much. You're the greatest brother I ever had. Man, God's good. This is good. This is great. Uh, got coffee in my system, ready to go. I mean, I was just positive. I'm not kidding you. This is how Eric is constantly, 24-7. By, the, by 5 o'clock, I'm falling asleep in my office. I can't do this no more. This is killing me. I'm dying. They're, they're, not even Santa Claus is this happy. This is This is nuts. So I'm shutting down because the reality is positive thinking, 
positive attitude is not going to change anything. You follow me? The mind of Christ is what changes you. So the only way I'm going to get the mind of Christ back in my life is i got to tear down this stronghold. i got to smash the stronghold Satan set up. And then after I smash it down and tear it down, as the Bible says, casting down imaginations, these thoughts, these evil ways of thinking, the things that I'm thinking about that it's exalted it higher than God's ways of thinking. You understand that's what the verse means. It's when you're so depressed and say, man, I hate, I hate, hate. God say, no, stop it. Would you just stop? Focus on me. I got this. The only way you're going to do that is start tearing down these blocks. Rip them one by one down. Then when you get those out of the way, go back to this. Put that gate back up and protect yourself. And go back over here and put that gate back up and start over again. Because that's the life. That's life. You just keep on starting over. Get up. You get back. You fall down. You get back up. You follow me? So when I get to this point and I'm going to smash Satan's strongholds, the first step I have to take is admit you have a stronghold. Can you do that? It's pretty simple. You just got to admit you have a stronghold. It's like somebody that says, you know, I'm going to get strong. Well, they have to admit they're weak before they can start lifting up weights. You know, somebody's overweight, they have to admit they're overweight before they start losing weight. Somebody that's not taking vitamins and taking care of their body, they got to admit they got an issue. Are you all following me? So the first thing you have to do is admit you've got a stronghold. There's something in the way of me and God. God's on one side. I'm on this side. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. But Satan has established the stronghold that's depressing me, aggravating me, frustrating me, and I'm just mad. And I don't know how he got there. Maybe he got through this, my ear gate. Maybe he got through my eye gate. Maybe everything around me is just negative, negative, negative. It's been a negative year, 2016. The election and everything going on around us. And so you got these wacko terrorists going around shooting everybody and doing all this horrible things. And then we got racism on a rampage. It's just been awful. Just hate it. But I got my wall. God's over there. He don't understand. He's on the other side. Yeah, he does. You've let these things dominate you that created this. And now you have nothing Say, I just don't feel like God's around. It's because there's something in the way. Remember in the book of Isaiah chapter, I think it's 59, the children of Israel in rebellion against God. And he said, my hand is not too short that I can't save you. My ear is not too heavy. I can't hear you. But your sin is separated between you and your God. Something happened. You have allowed a fortress. You have allowed a stronghold to get in the way. And that's why you're dealing with what you're dealing with. But this is your year, 2017, your first step. Admit that you have a stronghold. There's a wall between you and God, and it's there, and it's very evident. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. You've got to confess that you have an issue, and sin is the issue. Step one. Step two, to smash Satan's stronghold. Analyze what the source of the stronghold is. David says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. God, get in my brain, because there's something between me and you, and show me what's the problem. You know, usually people that you go up to, and then you say, man, this is really on my heart. There's something going on in your life, and you say it, and they're like, no, it's not. I'm fine. Everything's good. Where do you get that from? What? I didn't say that. I didn't mean that on Facebook or... Why are you saying that? You know what? That's a clear-cut sign. There's something in their life, and it's obvious they have a stronghold. 
and they don't want to face it. Until they admit it, they can't take the next step and find out what the source of it is. Where's it coming from? If it's a person that's done you wrong, then you've got to go to that person whether you like it or not and get it right. Because they probably aren't going to get it right, but you're going to feel a lot better when you confess your faults one to another and get it right. You can't cover your sin and make excuses for your anger and your bitterness and your frustration. He that does that, the Bible said they're not going to prosper. You want to prosper in 2017? Admit you have a stronghold in your life because something happened in 2016 that got through the eye gate in the ear gate. And now it's dominated you with a stronghold. So get your sledgehammer out. Look at the wall, the fortress, the stronghold and say, I admit you are a problem. And I've allowed it to get to this point. Now I'm going to take step two. I'm going to find out where it's coming from and stop the delivery man from bringing in the mortar and the bricks and building onto this wall. I'm going to stop it. Since you're negative friends, get away from the negative people. We're so used to saying, you got negative friends in school, middle school, you got to get away from them kids. I got more elderly friends that have negative friends than kids in middle school. You follow me? If all you can do, let me get real personal real quick. You all follow me? All you can do is pull out a list of all your issues every time somebody asks you how you're doing, then you're on the wrong page of life. You got a stronghold. I do it too. And I know we go through hard times and we have things that happen physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but we got to get to the point where finding out where the source is, what's delivering the bricks of sin to set up this fortress in our life, this stronghold, and stop it from happening. You might have to unfriend some people. You really should. Some of you love your movies, and some of your movies are very negative and inappropriate for your family. You're going to have to stop getting them. You're going to have to get rid of your Netflix if you can't control it. Something's going to have to happen. You know all these movies and TV shows where it's just demonic constantly, and you're like, I don't know why my kids are so scared to go to bed at night. I mean, we just watched Saul ten and a half. I mean, how many movies can you make about cutting people up? They got more Saul movies than they do Rocky movies or Land Before Time. This is what's going on. This is where we're at. This is just constant negativity. And we're like, I don't know what's going on. Why are my kids scared of me? Just because I love bloody movies and demons that fly around in the rooms and possess them. That's something is messed up. Y'all follow me? I know we don't hear this very often, but there's something really disturbing about that. You say, you're saying I can't have action movies. That ain't action. That's demented. Where are we at? What's the source causing the stronghold? Where's it coming from? You're like, well, I don't, know why my, I don't know why this is going on in my family. They're so disrespectful. Well, who are you letting your kids stay with? Who, who's their buddies? Have you checked? What are they saying? What, if, you're, if you're 12 year old, you don't know what they're texting and know what's going on. They're 12 years old. They know what... They don't even have a car or a license or job. They can't live without you, okay? It's okay to find out what's going on. You pay for the phone. Y'all follow me? Where are we at in America? We've lost it. And, and, And we got sources of problems creeping in the homes, and we're not finding out where they're at and eliminating them. Now, you want to get rid of the stronghold? Step three, arm yourself against the stronghold. I've made a horrible habit. I do, I'm not a Facebook fan, but at night I'll go on Facebook and I'm looking until I fall asleep and my phone pops me in the nose and I'm like, I've got to go to bed. And I check every, I'm, they, what do they call it, stalkers? I guess if you don't post something, you're a stalker or something like that. I'm a stalker, okay? 
Don't be my friend if you don't want me to see what's going on in your life. So I'm checking things out. I'm like, that's cool. That's nice. Once in a while, I'll give a thumbs up and a like and all that stuff. Checking things out. I find myself getting to the point that that's all. That, that doesn't feed my spirit. Where, where, when am I taking the time to listen to a podcast of a preacher that's feeding me? Man, there's some great messages online. I'm not talking about just fellowship. They're, they're far in between at fellowship. But, <laughs> but there's some other churches producing some good stuff. I'm just saying we can, we can arm ourselves against this. And what that means is equipping yourself to be able to say, hey, I know how to take that wall down. I know what I'm going to do. Man, I heard a great message on this issue I'm struggling with. You can Google anything and find a message on how to take down that area that's dominating you. You know? I think it's so funny. Some people call and say, can, can you meet with me and counsel me? And I'm thinking, man, I've, I've got so much counsel online from some incredible preachers doing an incredible job that we're not tapping into the sources that God has given us to use. There's some great things out there. I mean, you've got to be careful if you want to get false doctrine in your life. And obviously, you've got to you watch out for the dangers. But the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wilds of the devil. I can't put on the armor of God if I don't know what the pieces of the armor are on. And, no, and I don't know how to put them on if the Bible doesn't show me. I've got to start digging deep. So I've got to shut off the Facebook and turn on the app that's my Bible app and start reading that. So my phone pops me in the face and I start falling asleep. So I can get equipped. So I can tell my kids, you know what? I'm not going to smash this up because I'll have to clean it. I got to get this out of my life before I can get that out of your life. You all follow me? So I slowly start busting it down because first, I admit I got it. I'm a big mouth. I got a problem. I admit it. No amens. Second of all, where's it coming from? What's making me like this? Third of all, I'm going to arm myself against it in 2017 so I can tear this down and get it out of my life. I got to put the armor of God. I got to have the Bible as Ephesians chapter 6 and 17 says in my life. Prayer is Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. I've got to establish some praise and stop being so negative and just stop and say, man, thank you, God, for allowing me to be healthy. Man, one of the things I used to pray all the time, I used to pray this all the time. Thank you, God, for keeping me from having a multiple sclerosis attack because I have MS. Thank you for making it where I'm 38 years old and I'm not in a wheelchair. So they forgot one of the shots and my double shot from Starbucks. What a bad day. It's going to be a real bad day because they only have two shots instead of three. I forget the most wonderful thing. I got two incredible kids, and they're healthy. They can see, they can hear, they can walk. That's awesome. I got a home, and I keep it really warm. While the rest of you are like 65 degrees, I like it 75 degrees. I ain't gonna freeze. I'm from Alabama. I want it warm. While there's somebody out there without a blanket on the streets. You worry about your issues? Really? Why don't you start knocking down that stronghold and remembering what you've got? Because on the other side, you're going to find something really great. You're going to find those blessings you forgot about. And God's going to be there and he's going to say, look, I've been here the whole time. I know it's hard. It's not easy. Step four, attack the stronghold. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. We could be so cliche, me and my wife are talking about this. 
I can tell you a lot of things. I can, you could come to me as a preacher and Pastor Tony and Pastor Chris and Michael and Tyler, all of us can say the same thing. Man, it's going to be all right. Glory to God, just pray, brother. Amen. Maybe you can cut some of those Twinkies out of your life and pray and fast. Woo! I can get, you know, the TV evangelist thing. We can say the right thing in the pulpit, in the office. You know, we know how to say it. Are you reading the Bible? That's your first mistake. You ain't reading the Word of God. Read your Bible in a year, you'll be all right. Year, it's three chapters a day. Check off list. And this is the way we process everything. Life isn't that way. Listen, let me tell you, it goes deeper than that. It's understanding as people that our hearts have to be pure and real and right with God. And it's a true relationship. And what my heart does processes in my mind. And that's how I have the mind of Christ. And that's what changes everything. And when I really mean business, then I can get to work and tear down that wall. I can attack it confidently knowing that I am not alone in this. Because let me tell you something. You talk about somebody that can be unstable at times. I can. I'm just like you. I'm just like anybody else. I think it's so funny, don't you? The pastors get to the point that people get to the point that they think that pastors don't have issues. We don't have bad days. You know, they think that we just have everything going for us and everything's wonderful and we don't deal with financial problems. We don't deal with physical problems. You know? When people come to you and say, Pastor, will you pray for me? And they think that's the only way their prayers are going to get through, like we're some pope or priest. Let me tell you something. We're all in this together. All right? Shut off the TV evangelist that's filling with all these lies that they have it all together. Nobody has it together. We only have what we have because of Jesus Christ. So, 2016. What came in your life to create strongholds? It came through the ear gate, the eye gate, whatever way it got there. If it's here, and this is what your life looks like right now at the beginning of the year, I'm encouraging you, first of all, admit you got it. Find out where the source of it's coming from. Arm yourself against it, and then attack it. Tear it down and get past it. Because it all will start over again when you tear it down, because they're going to be right on you again to get through the eye gate, the ear gate, and back to the mind. That's the vicious cycle until we see Jesus Christ. You all follow me? I know, it's horrible, but this is why it's called spiritual warfare. So, let's do this, okay? I'm going to close. You're thinking, man, I thought there was really going to be a short message. I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm sorry, Pastor Tony. I wish it was more like you. I'm getting better. If you didn't know, Pastor Tony's my brother, so that's why we say things like that. I know that this is going to be either the best year of your life or it could be the worst. But it all starts right here. It all starts with you in your seat at this moment, maybe just determining what you want, okay? So I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. I'm going to ask you to do this simple thing. I'm going to ask you just to acknowledge some things in your life. I want you to first acknowledge this. What are the blessings in your life? I want you to name five blessings right now quietly to yourself or whisper them out loud. You ready? I'm going to go fast. Number one, what is it? Don't say it out loud. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. You just named five blessings. Five. Now, I want you to name five things that are dominating your life that you, may, you feel like it is destroying you. You feel like it is the stronghold in your life. It could be an addiction. It could be some problem. It's something that's very important to you. All right? 
I'm going to go fast. I want you to name five. If you don't have five, don't make them up, okay? Nobody cares about your hangnail or whatever your problem is. I'm talking about real issues, real problems. Ready? Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. How do they weigh against each other? Now I want you to imagine yourself before we pray as if you never met Christ in your life. You ready? Imagine you don't even know who he is. You've never experienced answered prayer. You never experienced Christ in any shape, form, or fashion. Right now, I want you to imagine that in your mind. And ask yourself, how are you going to handle those problems? The five problems you just named. How are you going to handle those? He's not in your life. There's no such, no such thing as prayer. If you have no prayer, you have no hope, okay? Because hope always leans back to Christ. Right now, how are you going to handle those five issues? You thinking? Are you thinking? If you're sleeping, I'm going to get mad. All right, stop. Now I want you to imagine this. If you're truly a believer in Jesus Christ, I want you to imagine with me that you are right with God and you're willing and ready to tear down anything that's in your way from God having victory over those five areas that are hurting you, that are harming you. Because he is your father. He wants to help you. He wants to be there for you. But don't let anything get in the way of that. Because you, if you are a true Christian, you have a true father in Jesus. Your heavenly father loves you. So I want you right now to think on this. In 2017, are you going to, ex- are you going to excel? Are you going to do well? Or are you going to continue looking at that wall wondering if it will ever go away? So now it's your time.